This is Sunday morning. That means it's time for the Sunday morning emergency DFS moneymaker podcast. Stack and smash radio. I'm Jesse Wilkins. Joining me on the phone is Rob King Coakley. Robert, how are you, my friend? I'm really good. Had a great week last week and uh, hoping to smash this really weird slate today. Yeah, and then you almost smashed that single entry. I don't know if you want to talk about it, if you have a little bit of PTSD from that situation, but you are, I think, one catch away from cashing around 9K. Uh, I'm sorry. talking about Monday night. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring up those bad memories, but if Tony catches the ball or if the Bucks don't, was it the Bucks? That Yeah, if they don't just pull all their starters and they actually hand the ball to Ronald Jones. I needed, and, I needed three yards from Ronald Jones or just one catch from Kadarius Tony to make $10,000, basically. Then, of course, Monday while, night. while the Bucks are up a whole bunch of points, they decide to go for it on fourth down instead of giving the ball back to the Giants to get you some garbage Tony points. That was very rough to watch. That was very rough, rough to watch. I was rooting for you. I think he was hurt, though. Like The more I look back on it, I'm pretty sure he got hurt at the end of that game and got pulled because he's not playing this week. So I think what I needed to happen was just basically Ronald Jones had to get three more yards, and it didn't happen. Yeah, they pulled him off the field. Hoping to bink this week, but yep. I on Sunday I came tenth in the two hundred dollar single entry on DraftKings, the double spy. So that was a nice little hit, and hoping to keep it up this week. Very interesting. Very interesting. That does a. Uh... That does hurt. And speaking of hurts, uh, we have Jalen Hurts is the number one priced quarterback. We have a reduced slate, obviously. Thanksgiving happened, um, and there were, you had your three games. Two of them were rather uninteresting. One game was really good with the um, Cowboys versus Raiders game there. That was very, very – I mean, it, I, w- I would like to say it's a good game because it was a close game, but I, I honestly thought that game was absolutely ruined by penalties. It was just, it was one of those games where the refs could not stop throwing flags and it was obnoxious to watch. I mean, I'm always happy to see the Cowboys lose. So, you know, that worked out. But like at the same time, it's like this game was unwatchable. I don't know if you watched much of that game, but brutal. How many penalties were in that game? Yeah, it was, it was a tough scene. Um, At least there was points scored in it. I mean, that was the only like slight saving grace of that game. But yeah, it was brutal. But yeah, for today's slate, Quarterback's tough, man. We 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 don't have Dak as we were just talking about the Cowboys. No Mahomes, no Kyler, um, no no one. Lamar's not on this slate. We don't even have Russell Wilson. Yeah, you no, have like, you have Tom Brady, who's been you know good enough. Um, you know he's he's like the only like rock star quarterback here. I mean, well then you have Aaron Rodgers and, and Herbert as well. Um, but tougher matchup for Aaron Rodgers going against the Rams, and then Herbert's going against Denver. I do like Herbert today. So I, I've played a lot of Herbert today, and I've dropped down a little bit. Um, Tyrod Taylor's facing the Jets. That's an option if you're a believer in Tyrod Taylor. Um, and then Tua facing Carolina. I don't really love that. Carolina's defense has been pretty good. you got Mac Jones facing a decimated Tennessee, but you wonder if they're just going to run the ball down their throat. Also, Mac Jones not really a stud for – fantasy output so it is a weird day um matt stafford versus green bay kirk is going against san fran it is a tough 
tough day. And then, like we said, Jalen Hurts is coming in at the number one priced quarterback, 8400 uh, going against the Jets. I mean, you can't argue with his production. He's averaging, I think, 23 fantasy points per game. I don't think he's ever gotten below 20. And then you see Cam Newton as Cam Newton's more expensive than Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert. You, did you think we'd say that this year? No, but the flip side of it is he's underpriced on draft games. So there's a big disparity between Cam Newton on the two sides. So if you're going to play Cam Newton, you play him on draft games. Mm-hmm. Although everyone's going to play him on draft games because he's like 5,200 or something. Oh, wow. Close to that number. And so like him and Tyrod are down in that level. So I'm Xing out Cam on FanDuel. If I'm going to play him, it's going to be on DraftKings. Um, as far as Vandal goes, like Tom Brady is clearly the number one quarterback play in terms of production and safe uh, being safe, but I, I just don't think there's any guys that can break the slate. So I'm pro- I'm having I have Brady stacks built, but I'm also building. I'm huge on Burrow today. Yeah, I like Burrow I against Burrow Pittsburgh. Way um, underpriced. Yeah, Pittsburgh so, defense did not look good last week. He's only seventy one hundred. I do like I do like uh, Burrow today. So I have a ton of Burrow double stacks going with significant amount of Pittsburgh bringbacks because I think that's the game that's getting overlooked. Everybody's looking at this Tampa game with Tom Brady, and everybody's starting to gravitate towards this San Francisco Minnesota game for good reason. I understand. I'm going to have Cousins stacks. I even have Jimmy Garoppolo stacks, which is what I thought I would never say this year, mm-hmm. but. I have some, and I think that that game is going to start creeping up in ownership. So if you want to get a little contrarian on these bigger tournaments, I think it's Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. I like that matchup. That's uh, one of my more favorite matchups of the day. Obviously, um, you know, you look at you mentioned that Tom Brady is the safer play going against Indy. You think Indy with the production of Jonathan Taylor last week might go a little bit more run heavy. Tampa with a little bit better of a run defense, but not as good as they were um, projecting to be at the beginning of the year. I think um, I think they're around tenth. So I mean, the beginning of the year they were looking like the number one run defense, and now they've kind of dropped a little bit more towards the middle of the pack. But um, we could slide over to running backs. So you know, obviously we got to mention Jonathan Taylor's performance last week. If you had him, you probably won some money. Um, Jonathan Taylor absolutely popped off. What was it, five total touchdowns? or Was it four or five? Yeah, five touchdowns. Five total, four on the ground, one through the air. Just And he was like absolutely 3% bolded. owned in GPPs, like, which is – I had a Jefferson – I mean, uh, a Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson team last week, and that's how I came in 10. Right. Nobody owned those two guys. Yeah, I had a lot of Justin Jefferson going, and I had some Jonathan Taylor going, but they were not on the same team. So it was uh, – I yeah. did not uh, – I mean, I, I did fine last week. I cashed, but not by much. Anyways, um, so Jonathan Taylor is coming in at 9,800, which is understandable uh, going against Tampa Bay. Like I said, like it's not the worst. It's it's not the worst matchup. It's not the best matchup, and um, you know this is now entering Derrick Henry territory. Where my take on it is, you know, make sure you have a couple lineups with Jonathan Taylor going at least. So um, would I work him into every lineup? No, because it's 9,800 dollars. So you're gonna have to you know create some wiggle room somewhere else. But yeah, you can't argue with last week's performance. He's now the number one. Um, running back in the league, he passed Derrick Henry's numbers, which took longer than it should have since Derrick Henry has been out for multiple weeks, but Derrick Henry was that good. So uh, you have that production from Jonathan Taylor. We don't really have to talk too much about it. Absolute beast. Said it. Forget it. Move on. But definitely get a couple lineups with him going. Um, what are your we, – we can, I can get your opinion on it. What are your thoughts on him going against Tampa Bay? Um, I'm not completely fading him, but I'm – limiting my exposure to him uh, just he, his price points to getting too big for me and when he's more money than christian mccaffrey on both sites 
McCaffrey, I think, just offers a higher ceiling. Most, I mean, obviously Taylor had a five touchdown game. You're yeah, gonna, exactly. So, you, I mean, it's it's in the realm of outcomes, but Christian McCaffrey is more likely to hit his ceiling. Yeah, I could see I Christian think. McCaffrey getting there more often than Jonathan Taylor, but obviously, like I said, just this is your new Derrick Henry. Just plug him in, um, build a lineup or two with him at least each week, so you have that opportunity. So when he does pop off like he did last week, you're not like, God damn, I wish I had a Taylor lineup going. So just just plug it in there, and make it work. Um, and you mentioned Christian McCaffrey around the same price going against Miami. I like McCaffrey today, ninety seven hundred, only a hundred dollars less on Fanduel than Jonathan Taylor. Um, and this is kind of the same territory. Just 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 get it, get a lineup with him going. Yeah, the of the of the expensive guys though, the guy that's underpriced the most is Dalvin Cook. He's eighty one hundred. Um, his matchup's pretty good with San Francisco. You know they want to run the football. He's coming in at like a twenty three percent ownership, but like that I don't even care about because it's just it's too cheap of a price for him, so I'm gonna have him on a heavy number of my teams today. Yeah, I'm gonna have a good amount of each one of these guys. So the top price guys are they're all you know, you want to get him going. Um, I like Eckler going against Denver. You could get Najee Harris going. I'm kind of fading him a little bit, but um, nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's going against Cincy, who has the worst run defense in the league. So, um, yeah. So, and I and I won't be fading Najee because, like I said, I'm doing a ton of borrow stacks today. So, what are my bringbacks? My bringbacks are Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. My other bringback is Deontay Johnson, and then obviously Chase Claypool, and then maybe some Fryermuth. But Najee's the biggest bringback of them all. So. I'll have a lot of borrowed double stacks with Najee coming back. Yeah, now Frymuth is by himself over there at the tight end position, so he should get an increase in targets. So, um, and we'll talk about tight ends in a little bit. But yeah, you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Love Dalvin Cook going against um, San Fran, especially at this price point. Eighty one hundred for his talent is uh, is very good, and he's been fine so far this this year. Um, you know, he's getting better as it goes. Obviously, went out for a couple weeks, but should be good. Uh, Joe Mixon on the other side should also be fine. If you're stacking borrow, then maybe you're. Um, hoping that he throws the ball instead of running the ball, but Mixon's been a workhorse, should be fine. Um, Patterson is uh, is too expensive for me to play him again. He's going against Jacksonville, but uh, seventy eight hundred. He's also questionable, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. I've been reading is that he might be a game time decision. I'm going to fade Patterson. This has been kind of my. I mean, if you have him in year log fantasy, keep an eye on it. See if he plays and play him if you got him. But uh, no thanks. For me in um in daily fantasy, I'd rather get uh two of these guys. I really wanted to talk about today. Uh, James Robinson is finally for the first time this year not questionable, and he's going against Atlanta. I feel like he's underpriced and he's going to be low owned. But I love James Robinson today. This is one of my favorite plays. Uh, and then Saquon Barkley as well. So these guys are right next to each other in prices. Seventy six hundred for James Robinson, seventy five hundred for Saquon Barkley. I think with the new offensive coordinator coming in, um. For the Giants, I think they're going to get Saquon more involved. He actually looks pretty good. They just weren't utilizing him. Obviously, coming back off the injury, they were kind of working him in a little bit more slowly. Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett has always been an idiot. Um, so with new offensive mind over there, I think I like Saquon Barkley this week. Seventy five hundred. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm. I have Saquon marked way overweight on my build today. Um, he's shockingly coming in low, like. Like at a shocking low number, like he's I think he was at 5%. under. Th- oh, okay, when last time I looked, he was under three percent, but he's probably going up. So he's gone up to five percent. Um, Robinson is actually projected at sixteen percent ownership, which still isn't bad, but you know it's it's starting to get up there for him. But I think this is the week to play Barkley, like because if Barkley pops this week, obviously his price is going to go up, which also means his ownership is going to go up because people are very very. Um, 
what happened last week type of people. So exactly. And then um, as we move down, you get a uh, Henderson going against Green Bay. I'm, I'm, I'll be underweight on him. Uh, Fournette going against Indy. You could do that. You saw Ronald Jones, like like we had mentioned earlier, getting a little bit more involved, but. I think Fournette would probably be okay, 7,100. Um, Aaron Jones, questionable. Last I read, he's also a game-time decision. I feel like if he's in there, they're not going to use him too heavily. So I would probably fade him in uh, in uh, daily fantasy. However, keep an eye on him if you're an Aaron Jones owner in year-long fantasy because if he does go, then you probably want to get him in there. Um, well, you, you're, you're fading him in DFS no matter what. If yep. he plays or not, I mean, obviously you're xing him out. The, the question becomes if he plays, what are you doing with A.J. Dillon? Right. So, so if he plays, Dylan's probably unplayable. So that's the news I was trying to wait on. So my my Dylan exposure is very very low right now. Mm-hmm. Even when he's been in there, he hasn't been good. So it's he's been fine. Yeah, I mean he hasn't he hasn't popped a huge one, but Dylan's been fine. This I year, mean I you're think. getting him usually for you know under seven k under six k. So. Should be okay, yeah, I guess. But his 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 project production numbers have been great. Has been fine. He just didn't score a touchdown. So like that's what people freak out about. But he's he's getting the carries. He's getting the volume. Of course, you know. Obviously, if you're playing him daily, you want those touchdowns. But uh, they will come, especially if Aaron Jones doesn't play. So definitely keep an eye on it. It is a 4:25 game. So make sure if you're going to build a lineup with AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones. And like like we said, I would probably stay away from him in daily fantasy, even if he does play. But more so, keep an eye on AJ Dillon. It's a four twenty five game. Make sure in that spot you have some kind of a late swap option. So don't put in two one o'clock guys. Um, if you're going to flex out AJ Dillon, you want to make sure that you leave that spot open, um, or, or just keep an eye on on someone that's playing in one of the later games, so you can do a late swap. Obviously, if you're just using him in the flex position. Yeah, you got Javante Williams. You should be fine. Like you can swap. There's swaps for him. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I was going to mention that. So um, you have Melvin Gordon and Javante going. Javante's been the better back, but they've lent on this. You have sort of a revenge narrative with Melvin Gordon going against the Chargers. However, that game also happened last year. So I wouldn't really wait. I wouldn't put too much weight on a revenge game because it already happened. And also revenge games don't really matter. So um, if I were playing either one of these backs, it would be Javante. Um, you're going to you're going to hate my revenge narrative later then. Okay. <laughs> I'm just we'll saying it, I'm just saying year 2 of the revenge game is not a big of as big of a factor yeah, yeah, as no, year no. 1 of the revenge game. So, um yeah, if I was going to play anyone it would be against um it would be it would be Javante and and also uh the Chargers one of their weaknesses is they cannot stop the run. So, I do think Denver is going to be running the ball. Um and they, you know, they might throw too. You saw Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton both get a payday. So maybe you'll see an increase there. Sutton's been a uh, ghost as opposed to what he was earlier in the year. So hopefully he steps it up, and with his uh, big comfy paycheck, he steps up. But we'll get into wide receivers in a minute. Um, Elijah Mitchell should be going 6,800 for him. If I'm playing any of the running backs out of San Fran, I'm going to keep an eye on that situation and probably play Mitchell uh, if I'm going to You're do that. You're not playing any of the running backs in San Francisco today. Okay, very good. Going you, against... have no, you have no idea what that backfield is doing. You can't play any of them. All right. I'll take your word for it. I was more so leaning on the fact that I'm a legion, <laughs> I'm a Mitchell owner in, in regular fantasy, so I'm going to keep an eye on that. But um, obviously Jeff Wilson didn't impress last week. So, yeah, daily fantasy. Rob says avoid. I'm going to avoid. I listen to Rob. This is why he's on the show. So um, we can drop down. Just Let's just pick out some of our favorite running backs so we can keep it moving. Um, Rex Burkhead saw a lot of volume last week. He didn't do good. I think he finished with like four points. However, I believe he got 18 points carries 
So, and he's going yeah. against the Jets, which is the worst defense in the league. Ranked 31st against the run. 5,700 Rex Burkhead tournament play. Are you going to take a gamble on it? I'm playing the other guy. I'm playing David Johnson. But David Johnson's really bad. I, but so I is Rex think, Burkhead. What? <laughs> I said, but they're both really bad. So which yeah, one do you? Yeah, they both suck. But, okay. but David Johnson's 5,400. They're playing against the Jets. I know Burkhead got a lot of the work last week, but I think it's still David Johnson on fading Burkhead. Okay. That's um, just that's the way I'm going with that game. Uh, the guys, the guy you need to hit on is Miles Sanders. He's right. He's going to be the most the most owned running back on the slate this week. He's coming in at about 26% ownership. He's 6.1 on FanDuel. He's very, very cheap. He's been getting a ton of opportunity when he's in. The, when he's in. So against the Giants defense, I expect to see Miles Sanders pop today. So I'm not getting scared of the ownership. I'm going to play him. Yeah, he's very popular this week. That's uh, pretty much all I've heard about. Um, and then let's just jump over to the New England versus Tennessee game. Tennessee's obviously decimated. Any interest? We, we need Jesse's ten-minute monologue. I said here. really quick. Uh, do you have any interest in the Patriots' backfield? I think the only. I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Patriots' backfield. Uh, any interest? Patriots' backfield. I'm playing Damian Harris. Um, he his ownership's too low. I think they're going to try to just pound the pound into this game because Tennessee's so banged up. He's coming in at three point six percent owned. I'm playing him a little over. I got him at like March four to eight percent for my build. Mm-hmm. So like nothing crazy over, but yeah, I'm playing Damian Harris. Okay, and then I guess keep an eye on it because he is questionable. If he does go out, then obviously Stevenson gets a bump. They're ranked; they're about the same price point. Um, but if right. I'm playing anyone, it's going to be Harris. Uh, and then you know just because Stevenson's questionable as well, so you, you know you, either one of these guys could not play the game. So keep an eye on it for sure. It's a one o'clock game, so start paying attention right now. Um, then the other side, you have Foreman. Uh, you also have Hillard, Hilliard. Uh, either of those guys, or you're just going to avoid Tennessee altogether? I've X'd out Tennessee completely. I was trying to convince myself to play the tight ends, but I can't even do that. So, right. The only other running back that we haven't hit on that I would touch on before we jump over is Miles Gaskin at 6.2. Yep. Um, he should be a fine play today in, in theory. I'm not like going out of my way to get him in a lineup, but if he fits your build, then you can play him. Okay. All right. And then uh, let's slide on over to wide receivers. So, um, you know, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. This is going to be the matchup. Um, 9,500, 8,700, you know, kind of the same deal with the expensive running backs. You probably want to get a little bit of exposure to these guys going. Um, who are your favorite out of like, the top tier guys this week? Well, I think Godwin's the number one guy in terms of the wide receivers, but his ownership reflects that as well. I think the number one guy in terms of like top price that's sneaky to play again is Justin Jefferson. He just people just don't want to play him. They see the price tag, they get scared, but the just crushes. Like so, he's he's coming in. The only I mean, Cooper Cup's coming in the lowest owned of these top tier guys. Yeah, but that's just price point reflective. Justin Jefferson's coming at twelve percent ownership, and he's going to absolutely smash today. So. Yeah, Jefferson's the guy that I'm going to have a ton of today. He's he's marked as one of my highest on wide receivers. Yep. No, I, I've I've made it a point to get uh, Jefferson going in about half my lineups every week, and every week it's been a good idea. So, um, you know, I don't play nearly as many lineups as you do, but that's uh, that's just something we've been going with. Uh, Debo Samuel, I'm assuming, is going to be higher on as well. He's he's been very popular. He's been very productive. Um, yeah, he's looking at twenty four and a half percent ownership right now. 
and rightfully so. Like I, I'm stacking that game. I have stacks built of that game both ways. So Debo's going to be heavily involved in those, obviously, as well as like as a one-off play mm-hmm. or a secondary correlation play with yep. him and another Minnesota Viking. But yeah, I, I'm using that game. It's one of my main games. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, let's slide down a little bit. Let's get a little bit more interesting. Um, so some of the more sneaky plays, I don't even know if they're all that sneaky, but I like Waddle today going against Carolina. I know it's a tougher defense, um, second against the pass, but I like him today. Uh, and then you had mentioned Claypool earlier. It's an option. I'm not crazy about him, but uh, that matchup, you got to love it. So um, 32nd against the pass, Cincinnati. So uh, Yeah, I mean, I'll just hit Jamar Chase real quick because his ownership's too low. Uh-huh. Um, he's expensive, but I think even if you're not playing Burris stacks, you should be looking to play Jamar Chase. I love Mike Williams today. Oh, I love it. Um, yep. He's starting to – so, like, when he's high-priced, I don't really touch him, but 6.6 and he's projected 7% ownership. This is when Mike Williams, like – this is when he wins your tournaments, right? Like, when he's so low-owned and his price is getting back down. Yeah, and so, you know that yeah. he has the potential at any moment to give you a 35-point game. Yeah, he's, you know, he's this. a slate breaker. Exactly. Uh, and then a couple of other sneaky plays, Brandon Cooks, I, I don't mind it. Um, and if you're sliding down. He's just too high on, man. I couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger. Is he that high on? I figured it was going to be a sneaky play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up right now because I actually excluded him because he was just so high on. Wow. So he's looking at 25% ownership today. Okay. And That's way too much for Brandon Cooks. I agree. I'm going to So for him. me, I just can't do it. So I'm playing Nico Collins a little bit because he's going to be less owned. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just kind of like to make some builds fit. Devonta Smith from Philly just been crushing souls. They're playing the Giants, who aren't that, who aren't great, and he's under five percent ownership today. So like, I'm going to have some Devonta Smith. Um, a name I'm going to bring up that I was bringing up at the beginning of the year. I mean, we're looking at Lavisca Chenault again. It doesn't. It's not fun anymore. It actually hurts a lot, but. He's 5.6. They're playing Atlanta. Jamal Agnew got hurt again last week, so they're starting to talk about wanting to get Visca the ball more again. So, you know, cheap priced, low ownership. Don't mind taking a few stabs on him. Back to the New England game. I think Nelson Aguilar is a decent play. Mm-hmm. That Tennessee defense isn't the greatest. He's 5.5, and I'm not going crazy with him. I'm only throwing him on a few teams, but Nelson Aguilar is fine as well. Yeah, I like taking that shot. And then uh, if we stay in that game, slide over to tight end. I don't mind Hunter Henry today. Um, we talked about revenge factor. Johnny Smith is playing his don't former team. Fucking, don't steal it. Don't steal my Is that your bit. play? I was about to say don't how much I hate that play. Is that your play? Don't, don't steal my Johnny Smith bit. Yeah, no, Johnny Smith, 4.5. He's been getting some opportunity. He's playing against Tennessee. Bill probably is very pissed off at Mike Vrabel for last year's game, and I assume that he would like to put Johnny Smith in the end zone. Love so it. I'm not playing a ton of them. I only have him min-maxed 1% to 3% right now, but I'm playing a little bit of Johnny Smith just to uh, hey, it could be a tournament winner for you. Narrative. Yeah, I don't mind it. All right, other plays at tight end before we uh, move on to defenses here. Yeah, I mean, you're just on FanDuel, you're playing the top guys, right? It's Kittle, it's Pitt, it's Goddard, it's Kuseki. Um I have some one-offs with like, I mean, not one-offs, but I have some other guys that I'm playing just as part of game stacks, like Friar Moose. Yeah, I Conklin, actually, I like, I'm interested in Engram today. 
Um, Philly is really bad against tight ends. I don't know if you mentioned him already. But, uh, no, but I, I do. He is one of the other guys I do have. Yeah, we mentioned the shake up at shake up at offensive coordinator. Uh, match that up with the Phillies. Uh, Phillies inability to stop tight ends. You know, and you see him a little he's bit more, more involved. DraftKings player for me though, okay. because he's five point five on Fanduel, and it's like, well, if he's five point five, I can get up to Goddard at five point nine. Yeah, or I just slide or, down to Frymuth at five point three and save a little bit of money with. Yeah, um, or I just go up, or I just pay the money and play pits or kill mm-hmm. right so like i i don't mind the ingram play and he will be different in tournaments so it's a good way to get a little different but in general i can i'm more if i'm only playing a few lineups i'm probably not playing them. yeah I'm, I'm probably just sticking within the top four guys for the most part although i do like goddard as well but kettle pits gronk and uh Gusecki. Yeah. I like. Uh, well, I'm fading Gronk because I just I don't have it in me to play Gronk. Yeah, hey, you've been a Gronk hater all year, but he's been pretty good. Anyways, um, defenses this he's week. On the field. <laughs> yeah, when he's on the field. Yeah, yeah. All right, defenses this week. Uh, Patriots are coming in at number one, five K. Uh, I'm not doing that. We never do that. So I'm sliding down. I'm playing a little bit of Chargers this week, uh, and playing a little bit of Carolina. But Carolina is actually pretty expensive as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually not playing Carolina. I'd take that back. Which which team did I have going? I, ha- I have a little New England, a little Carolina. I don't have any defense that jumps out at me this week. Right. Have you noticed the differential between DraftKings and FanDuel for defenses this week? No. So they have Houston and Jacksonville um, pretty priced up on FanDuel. I, I think Houston's the second most expensive defense, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. So, on DraftKings... They're a really bad defense. <laughs> ...are the cheapest defenses on DraftKings. Wow. So, people are going to be smashing Jacksonville Houston on DraftKings. Like, they're going to come in at, like, 20% ownership each or close to that. It's going to be nuts. That's crazy. So, yeah, I think I think this is one of the things that... I think FanDuel went a little nuts on it, but I think FanDuel got it more right than DraftKings got it. Like in terms of they should have been priced up a little bit more. Right, yeah. Because so, yeah. I, I, yeah, that game could easily be a lower-scoring game, but it could also be an absolute shootout. I mean, the Jets at 4,100 yeah. when they're averaging two fantasy points per game is a little nutty. little nutty. Yeah. I mean, not as yeah, nutty as Houston being uh, one of the worst defenses <laughs> in the league, being the number two yeah. defense. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I'm not going to play yeah. them at that price. That's for sure. It's absolutely bananas. But, like, so on DraftKings, you're going to see everybody playing Houston. And um, and Jacksonville, I think a quick little pivot on on DraftKings just to get a little different than everybody is just to play Atlanta. They're at only like two or three hundred dollars more than one of those teams, and you can get them at lower ownership, and you're still not breaking the bank for defense over there. All right, very good. Well, that is uh, Stack and Smash Radio for this week. Thank you, Rob, for joining. You can follow Rob on Twitter at King Coakley. I'm on Twitter at Jesse C. Wilkins. Uh, this show is brought to you by Hometown Ghost Stories, a new show about hometowns and ghosts and stories. So go give them a follow. Search for them on YouTube at Hometown Ghost Stories. Also available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that you get your podcasts. So check them out as they go to Scotland this week, to Edinburgh. Very interesting show. If you like paranormal stuff, go check them out. Anyways, uh, that will do it for this week. This has been the Sunday Morning Emergency DFS Moneymaker Podcast with Jesse and Rob. Robert, I will talk to you next time. Later, friends. All right, see you.